This week's episode of Trek Geeks is brought to you by Fansets, the place for amazing pin collectibles. You know, they have close to over 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins to choose from, with new pins coming out every month. See all the pins and collectibles they have to offer at fansets.com, and stay tuned for this week's special Trek Geeks discount code. Fansets. We are Star Trek. Hi, this is Nana Visitor, Major Kira Norris from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to the biggest little show this side of the Gamma Quadrant, the Trek Geeks Podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. I'll just drive. <laughs> that would be a first. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Carpool Conversations number 503. Oh. I know you missed a lot. Of I was going to say, I missed a few, but okay. That's what you get for missing staff meetings. Doctor. We, <laughs> we are on our way into the office. Yay. You know what always seems to be raining when we do Carpool Conversations? Or sleeping. Or sleeping. Like, yeah. 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 Uh. The sky is crying because we're, uh, we're together. talking together. Yeah. Um, as I usually do. Right up in a corner, rocking back and forth. Yes. Same um, why me. Yeah. <laughs> why? I sound like Nancy Kerrigan though when I do it. <laughs> Very nice. Thank Very you. Good. Thank you. So, um, obviously, Dan and I are still commuting together. My job situation was supposed to have changed, but today has not. A story for another time. Yes. So today we're going to talk about uh, a topic um, of of randomosity. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're making the words today. I'm I like that. I'm making up words. Right. Um, so obviously. It seems like they're giving everybody a Star Trek series these days. <laughs> yeah, um, true. And it's almost like Oprah's book club. You get a book, and you get a book, and you get a book. Everybody gets a book! Um, so, obviously, we have Discovery. Absolutely. We have uh, Star Trek Picard in production. Picard? Picard. Picard. Star Trek Picard. No, it's Picard. I know. Everybody says a, Picard. Is there a John Luck Picard here? <laughs> when you learn how to spell Jean-Luc... <laughs> You can actually give crap for that. Wow. J-Y. J-E-A-N. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it occurred to me that, you know, this is the first time that Star Trek is focused on a single character. Right. As the basis of a series. And arguably, Michael Burnham is the focus of Star Trek Discovery, but it's not called Star Trek Burnham. True. Uh, so Star Trek Picard focuses clearly on Picard and this, this phase of his life. Mm-hmm post-nemesis, mm-hmm. and that led me to wonder if they were going to spin off any other characters into their own shows to show them at a different phase of their lives, which ones would we want to see, Okay. and Uh-oh. what aspects of their lives would we like to see in the series? See, the first part would have been really easy and fun. Now you've made it a challenge. Well, 
you know, I, I know multitasking is not your forte. It's not. I'm driving and talking at the same time. Anything could happen. <laughs> Breathing and talking is a challenge for you. Yeah, that's true too. So, so yeah, we'll let you get into traffic before you consider that. We're good. Little, little, little uh, uh, merging in, so to speak. Hey, I'm wearing Doctor Bashir today. He will not be one of the characters I choose. Oh, fan sets, love him. <laughs> I didn't realize your Bashir pin came in. I, I just I did a big order last week and uh, I I caught up to everything I had not gotten in the last couple of months. So and you used the Trek Geeks discount code. I'm sure. I did absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, what's the spell in Ocean now? We don't get pins for free. No, 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 no. Absolutely. We, you know, we love we love Lou and John and everybody over there, but we like them to succeed. And yeah. in order to succeed, they need to get paid for the product that they put out. So. We, uh, we pay for our pins, man. We use the code, too. Hey, I'm cheap. I'll use the code. <laughs> well, not only do we buy the pins like that, but uh, it's not like they gave us the, the, the annual supporters pin no. either. No, We paid to have that designed and developed yep. and, and produced. So, right. um, yeah, we're actually contributing to the local economy. Exactly. I like that. So, back to what characters would you like to see a series centered around and what aspects of their lives... Uh, that we know of or that you've made up on the spot would you like to see well this was a topic that i didn't know that was we were going to be talking about until you mentioned it because it was randomosity that's so, the idea uh, i had to exact i had to think of something really fast and the first one that popped into my head was one of my favorite characters in all of star trek and that's star trek odo i would love to see a star trek odo <laughs> post ds9 so wait would this just be a Od webcam on a pile of goo <laughs> <laughs> and, and the acronym would be odo <laughs> so that's an easy one to remember um, I think it would be really interesting to see what has it could be a, it could be you know how they had uh, American Horror Story has it's like an anthology and it was different it was different characters but it also took place at different times okay I would love to see an Odo before Deep Space Nine how he was found how that relationship with Dr. Uh, Dr. Mor Morpole mm -hmm. took place um and all that, and then have another season where it takes place with what has happened since he rejoined the Great Lake and what's going on with the Dominion and, and things like that. There are stories in books about that. It doesn't have to be those same storylines, but it's very interesting to see how the Dominion is like after Odo uh, saved them all. And would that be the webcam on the pile of goo? That would be. Just, yeah. On okay. that one little island in the entire planet, there's one little spot of, of land and they could just have a camera and it could be like one of those rotating cameras so we could see waves of goo. I always thought it was interesting that the the, the alien race that, that disliked and eschewed solids as much as possible gave the solids a little spot to land. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a nice little spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you start thinking of another one. I'm going to talk about mine. All right. Uh, my first one. And this one might actually surprise some people but might not given my recent activities in rewatching Star Trek. Oh, okay. I'm going to say Star Trek Kim. No, I'm kidding. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, I'm <laughs> wow. I'm going to say Star Trek Janeway. Yeah. You have really taken a liking to her. I really have. McGonagall is proud. Uh, McGonagall is proud. <laughs> um, I really find her to be a fascinating, well-layered character. Mm -hmm. And I know that I gave the Janeway character tons of crap before, but that was mainly about the writing. Yep. It's certainly not about the performance yep. by Kate. Um, there, there is a lot there. I think she's the most well-rounded of the captains. Um, and I know that's a bold statement to make, but 
we know she served as a science officer. We know she has that background. We know that she probably had a tougher road than some of the other captains. Oh, we know yeah. that she faced a greater challenge long-term than some of them. Because for many of them, it was about exploring the, the great unknown, and hers was to try to survive getting her crew back. Right. Um, I, like that. I, I would like to have seen what happened immediately after they got home. However, in lieu of that, I would take a Janeway series based on something right now. Perhaps she's... I'm going to say she's the chief of Starfleet operations, like Kirk was in the motion picture at the time. Okay. And I'm going to say that there's a greater threat to the galaxy that forces her to piece together a, uh, a, a ship that could be potentially going on a suicide mission. My goodness. So uh, that's where you would want Kim to come into play. <laughs> <laughs> or Chekhov. Wow. No, kidding. Woo. Kidding. Um, so that's kind of where I'm thinking right now. I think the conflict would have to be something that would be created. Um, I don't know what I would do uh, natively to the Star Trek universe. I don't see anything happening with the, the Klingons or the Cardassians. The Romulans are a non-factor because... Uh, their planet was destroyed in the prime timeline at the beginning of Star Trek 2009. Wait a minute. Are you, what? What are you talking about? Prime timeline? I know. Tell me. <laughs> well, it's got to be 25% different. <laughs> so Janeway would have to wear... <laughs> half ha a bun. I was just going to say half a hair bun and half, <laughs> you know, hair that's falling down to her shoulders. <laughs> so that would be the 25... Well, actually, that would be 50% 50 different. 50%, yeah. Which true. would certainly supersede any guidelines. Right, right. Wink, wow. wink. Wow. Jeez. Please. So... Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I would, I would really love to see an exploration of that character. I really like that choice because, a, like you said, we haven't always been kindest to Voyager. But as you said, and as I rewatched it on H and I, and you're rewatching it now, it wasn't the characters uh, and the, the people that played them. It was that some of the writing was just really not great in the beginning, at least, and at the very end also. But the characters did a great job. Kate is fantastic as Janeway. She has really um, uh, embraced her playing that character. I've heard her talk in interviews that her favorite part of her career was playing Janeway in Voyager. And it would be really interesting to see, like you said, she became captain of a new starship and then boom, all of a sudden she's got to figure out how to keep everybody alive and get them home 75,000 light years. Yeah. And that's not what a regular captain would go through. So she has a lot on her plate. She has to deal with two dividing factions in the Maquis and the Federation and then later on the Borg and Species 8472 and it's just one thing after another. So I think that's a great pick, man. All while upholding the, the virtues and the ideals of Starfleet. Which she could have easily abandoned because they weren't in anywhere near Starfleet space, but she did Like Ransom. Ex yeah, exactly. Like Rudy Ransom. Yeah, so, so that's my first pick. Um, I guess we volley back to you. <laughs> I'm going uh, to stick with Deep Space Nine. And this is a difficult one because on one hand, I'd really like to see stuff, but on the other hand, I really don't because it was always such a mystery and a riddle. Does that give you a hint as to who I would choose? I think so. Yes. I would go Star Trek Garrick, which would be very interesting. And this would be specifically in the past. It would be a prequel to Deep Space Nine because we all know that he told stories and he never knew if he was telling the truth or if he was uh, making something up. But 
as the series evolved, more and more things about his life started to come out towards the end. I'd love to see that rift that took place with him and Dukat, and the whole idea of what he did as a spy and working for the Tal Shiar, I think, would be amazing. So would you base it on Andy Robinson's novel, A Stitch in Time? Yes. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. I would love to see that adapted. Highly recommended series. read, also. I, uh, oh, great. by far. Yeah, it's absolutely Andy's such great. a wonderful writer. Yep. Um, I think uh, I think that would be a great. I would I would watch. Of course, I'm going to watch all of them. Yes, yes, you uh, are. Because it's Star Trek, and I love it. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that I think that would be really special. Yeah, and of course we'd have to bring Andy Robinson back as Garrick. I mean, that nobody nobody can play Garrick other than Andy Robinson. It might be a little difficult because it has been 25 years for him to look even younger than he did during Deep Space Nine if it takes place in the past. But I think that would be a wonderful way to really open up the mysteries of the Tal Shiar and also all the things that happened to Garrick to get him to the point where he was just a tailor on a space station. So Interesting. Yeah, I think that's that would be great. So, so really Star Trek, so, so Gare would be the uh, GRC, maybe? GRK? GRC, Gerk. that's great. Yeah. Gerk. 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 That, I don't know why you're focusing on the abbreviations. I don't because people make such a big deal out of it. D-I-S-C-D-I-S. <laughs> you know, Dan, as always, we want to thank our friends at Fansets for sponsoring this week's episode. They have been... <laughs> just so busy lately putting together the women of Star Trek collector set for Star Trek Las Vegas. And of course, over the course of the last week, they have been giving everyone glimpses of the pins that will make up this amazing collection. As we record this week's episode, uh, Beverly Crusher, Crusher, Beverly Crusher, Beverly Crusher, <laughs> Beverly Crusher. There's Akura. There's, there's uh, Kira. There's Catherine Janeway to Paul, Michael Burnham, Deanna Troy, and the board queen have already been revealed for this set and of course they look fantastic be sure to check out twitter and facebook for the rest of the pins in this set i think they're announcing one more at some point this mm -hmm. week and believe me you're not going to be disappointed not disappointed at all they do amazing work as we talk about all the time um i said last week bill how much i love these first releases of the pins the ones that are available at stlv will have a special glitter background to them and they really sparkle uh in addition to the first wave of pins for this collection that will be available in vegas fansets is going to be releasing additional women of trek pins through the year and you the listeners of trek geeks are going to be able to decide what one of those pins is going to be uh when we get back from stlv we're going to have a poll in camp kinemer which is going to list off several female Trek characters, asking people to vote on which one they would like to see as a pin. But you will also have the ability to add your own character if it's not in that list. Um, the Fansets is going to be doing this uh, in a variety of different places, and Camp Kittimer is going to be one of the places that is going to have that involvement. So you will be steering the ship for all the women of Trek, and that's pretty amazing. You know, Dan, also in addition to the women of Trek pins at Star Trek Las Vegas, Fansets is going to have more than a dozen other pins coming out in the next month. I mean, normally we're doing two a month, and now they are just kicking that into overdrive, and we're going to have over a dozen, including um, the Trek Tech pins with the TNG phaser and the Klingon Batleth, a really cool half Picard, half Locutus pin. Nice. And the episode pins for season two of Star Trek Discovery, man, this is a lot of pins and they have even more planned 
as usual. They are just knocking it out of the park. In the meantime, as always, as a special bonus to Trek Geeks listeners, if you want to receive 15% off your entire order at fansets.com this week, simply enter the word SESKA at checkout. That's S-E-S-K-A, all capital letters and no spaces. This bonus code is going to be available for an extended time until Tuesday, July 23rd at midnight Eastern Daylight Time. Fansets. We are Star Trek, and we thank our friends at Fansets for sponsoring this week's episode. That leads it's back to me. Uh, well, we can still talk about Garrick a little bit more while you think about it if you want. Um, no, I, I'm going to kind of try to come up with this on the fly. Oh, wow. As, okay. uh, as we're sort of talking about it, as we're sort of fleshing it out, if Pressure. you will. Um, I know that Discovery is still on the air. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see like a mini series centered around one of two characters. Okay. Uh, Saru. Yeah, of, of course. Naturally, I would love to see, you know, his going through essentially Starfleet Academy or maybe his first posting to a starship as sure. a junior officer. Yep. Or, and I'm not trying to start a debate with this one, but I would like to see Star Trek Arium. I would like to know how we got from human woman right. to... Uh, technologically enhanced uh, okay. cyborg. Yep. That's really great. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot that could be uncovered there. You know, does she go that route because something happens to her? Yes. You know, was it because of the accident? Mm-hmm. You know, I, some people say, well, it would have been nice if we would have gotten this uh, before they killed the character off. But um, it's not always necessary. I would like to know that story, whether in novel form or in this case, I would love to see it as a miniseries. I think it would be, be really compelling watching. Four or five episodes, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, sort of carry it. I, I see the it opening with her in the airlock and Michael Burnham. Her pleading with Michael Burnham to airlock oh, her. Oh, yeah. And then it kind of, like, goes back in time type of thing. And then it sort of... It starts with that moment and flashes back. Yeah. So that moment kind of bookends the miniseries. Mm-hmm. And, and we know her memories have been uploaded to... Uh, the Discovery Computer Core. Yep. Uh, perhaps maybe there's maybe she kept a remnant for herself. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. I like that idea because, as you said, so many people were upset with the fact that they focused in on her for pretty much for a full episode, but maybe an episode and a half, um, where you really got to, to see her a lot and get her backstory, and people really connected with her quickly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she was killed off. So I love the idea of getting more of her backstory. We saw the glimpses of stuff when they, she was showing her memories at the beginning of that episode and when she was human. And then you hear about the, the shuttle accident. I think that's a great pick, man. I, I actually like that pick better than a Saru miniseries because we kind of got a little bit of a Saru miniseries with the short track. Very, very small miniseries, if you want to call it, because it was only 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but we kind of did get a little bit of a backstory. I do love the idea of Saru, but I would... I think if I was given a choice, as much as I love Saru, I would probably pick Arium just because of the um, 
the I'm very interested to see factor of it. So that's very cool. Yeah, All right, cool. Like Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I I always I want more Saru simply because I have such a tie to the character. Yeah. I didn't think I would. Um, I didn't think that that character would come to me as much to me as he has for for obvious reasons, but. Um, like I, I want more Saru too. I'll take more Saru all day long. Um, but I really think that they could do something special with an Aryan miniseries, um, especially since um, her, she, her, her existence ended in such a, a shocking and surprising manner. It did. Yeah. It really did. You know, it's funny as I, as I sit here and, and think about things. Several of the ones that we've talked about have been prequels, so to speak. We're talking about past information of characters, and you know how yeah. people were complaining about, oh, we don't want a prequel series, Discovery takes place before TOS, we want everything to be after Voyager, blah, 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 but we've kind of gone backwards with all of them. Well, I picked Janeway, which would be... Which was the, which which would was be the different one, close, yeah. 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 Um, so, so you keep going backwards. I am going backwards again, actually, with my next pick. And are you staying on Deep Space Nine? No, I'm actually not. I'm going to original <laughs> series, and this might be oh. one that people would be like, why? We know so much about him, but we really don't. We've heard stories, but we've never seen the stories. I'll, I'll say one of the things that um, we, we've talked about, our love for Captain Pike in Season 2 of Discovery, and that everybody wants to see a Pike series. We got to see the accident, which was one of the highlights of Season 2, and which took place in the past. I want to know about Kirk's past. I want to know about what he went through when he was becoming... A, uh, the greatest captain uh, question, uh, unquestionably in, in, in Starfleet history so I would like to see a Kirk series um, you could say that the TOS series was a Kirk series but I want to see what it was like when he was a kid when he went through the academy when he was uh, um, attacked by the vampire cloud all of these things that we've heard about in episodes I would love to see and that's because of what we saw with the Pike accident I just really was intrigued by that. We got to see it finally. I'd like to see some of these stories from Kirk, Kirk's past. Interesting. That's not the direction I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go Spock since we have Ethan Peck playing Spock so well and maybe setting it uh, post-five-year mission. You know, when he leaves to go attain oh, his yeah. colon Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be kind of boring. He'd just be sitting in front of a bunch of rocks praying. Or would it? Because maybe there's still Vulcan separatists. Maybe there's still things that... You know, that occur of, of intrigue. Sure. Well, you know, course, we assume yeah. that it would just be a bunch of logic and, and non-emotion, but maybe Spock has some of those experiences that you know that drive him back to Starfleet once he, he senses V'ger's consciousness. Okay. Um, who knows? I'm not saying that's what I would pick. I'm saying I'm surprised yep. you didn't go that direction. You know, when when we when you when you name the topic, the first two names that came into my head were Odo and Spock. But I figure a lot of people would pick Spock, so I, I went a different route. But and as I was thinking of different characters, I'm like, you know, we always see Kirk, especially in season one, when he's sitting in the chair with his legs crossed and that special light shining on his face. And he's really young. I'd like to see what he was like when he was even younger, getting his feet wet, being in Starfleet, being that lieutenant who watches Captain die, uh, Garavik, um, because of the vampire cloud and, and things like that. So it's something that interests me. It's not my strongest pick of, or one that I would choose over others. No, sure, sure. But um, it's a character that I've always liked to see the actual development of before he became the Kirk that we know. Okay. So I'm saying I'm sticking with it. Well, I'm going to go backward to go forward. That's... I'm going to go back to Star Trek Enterprise. You put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking Shut up. Out the door. I'm going to go back to Star Trek Enterprise. Okay. But I want a, a series that 
follows something post Enterprise. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not going to be trip, is it? Because that'll be a short series. Well, that, here would be the trip series. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for any of those who haven't seen Enterprise. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, you can stop now. Talk oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. Well, we know there's a Section 31 series coming. Uh, with Michelle Yeoh, yes, which we're very excited about. Very excited about. Um, I would like to see Malcolm in Section Thirty-One wow. as a series. So maybe for some reason he's drummed out of Starfleet. Maybe there's something horrible that happens, and he takes the fall for it. Huh. Um, and as a result, gets recruited into Section Thirty-One, um, and we see that as a series. That's very interesting. Now, I don't know if that's ever been the topic of a book. I don't know if, if, if that's the storyline anybody's ever played with. I'm not even the biggest Malcolm Reed fan, mm -hmm. per se. Um, I, I like Dominic Keating, don't get me wrong. Yep. But uh, the, the character for me was always just sort of, you know, there. I like that. But I think that could be really interesting and really compelling. Where, you know, maybe there's an accident. Maybe there's some kind of incident that happens after his time on the Enterprise or maybe maybe we don't maybe it happened on the Enterprise it just happened after what, after we, what saw. we saw right uh, and he gets forced into Section 31 maybe to try to clear his name maybe to to do whatever I don't know but I think that could be a really fun and interesting series that's really thinking outside the box thank you I'm proud of you uh, okay anyway no, seriously, that's a really good... I like that pick, because I, I would never have thought of Malcolm... Okay, wake up. I would never have thought of... Yes, finally, I did it. <laughs> you Vulcan nerf pitch me, I, I did. I was, that, was pretty, that was pretty smooth, too. It was like that commercial with uh, with Leonard and, and Zachary. Um, it was like Spaceballs, too. That's true. But no, it, no, it's, no, it's up it's, here. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that aspect of Enterprise really never... I mean, it had a, it was for a couple of episodes where you had to talk to the guy, but that was it. So I like that pick because it's it's different. It's something that I have not seen it in any type of novel either. So, okay, um, Dayton, get on it. Well, I know there have been Section Thirty One novels. Yes, uh, I imagine there's probably been some sort of tie-in to some of the Enterprise novels. I don't know, uh, but I figure that some of the amazing authors that have done stories probably have to have touched on this at some point. I just don't know for sure because you know, like we discussed with Dayton Ward. I've only really just started getting back into, right. you know, consuming some of the novels. Yep. And they've all been fantastic. Yes, they are fantastic. All and all of these would make great novels, too, by the way. I mean, not to shortchange the written word. Right. But, you know, um, maybe some of that will be a thread that somebody pulls on. I don't know. Okay. Um, my next pick, might as well go for it. Nah, might as well, you know, shoot the wad right now. I'm just going to put it right out there. Probably the most beloved character. Uh, in all of Star Trek. Always there, ready to save the day. Chicote? No. No, no. Um, not seen very often, but when this character is seen, you just know that something good's going to happen. Star Trek Porthos. You guys said there was a big truck going by. So Star Trek Porthos. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just thought of that. Well, you're talking Enterprise. I thought of it, so... Um, I, I, did I think it. I'd rather see the Chakotay series. <laughs> it's, 
Oh, but it's a puppy. Well, they did abort those episodes, didn't they? Yeah, well, kind of. In a way? Yeah, you know, he caused a whole problem when he jumped out of the shuttle at one time and all that. But anyway, that's another story. Anyway, sitting back to seriousness as we pass another truck because we're getting into the heavy area. This one's not as loud, though. No, that other one was pretty loud. Yeah. Um, you know, coming up with another character is... is I've, I've been going through all the characters, and it's it's getting tougher and tougher because we've picked, we've picked some good ones so far. Um, a, a couple of ones... You know, so that we don't get too in depth because we're almost at work. I would love to see a Martok series. I've always loved. He's one of my favorite Klingons, and I think he was actually voted the most favorite Klingon in a recent poll. Um, I can buy that. I think that uh, that one of mine. He's fantastic. Uh, one eye or two eye doesn't matter. He's good either way. We don't judge on on lack of eyes here on on the. Uh, no, we judge on lack of brains, and yes. you're screwed. Yeah, I am. Um, I'd love to see him, and I think I think post DS Nine would be good as Chancellor. Um, there's been a lot of of uh, of books after DS Nine where he's Chancellor and things are going on. So I would like to see that. At the same time. You and I are not huge, huge fans of the way that the Klingons are uh, in that time frame with the whole, you know, honor and 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 smoky, dark, dirty bridges and, and stuff like that. But uh, I think the character of Martok and what J.G. brought to the role really made it a strong character. And I think it, I think it would be cool to have a series about him. Uh, um, Star Trek Martok. All right. Star Talk. Star Talk. <laughs> no, that's the... <laughs> podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to surprise you since we're almost to the office. I joked a minute ago about Star Trek Chakotay. I'm actually going to say Star Trek Wow, Chakotay. that is very surprising. And here's my rationale. One, that character was so short-changed during Voyager. Yeah. I, he had the potential to be one of the greatest characters in Star Trek history, but I think the writers forgot that they had this this very rich character as part of this canvas. And so they did every now and then they'd throw the character a bone, they throw Beltran a bone, but there's just there wasn't a lot there. So I would like to see what happened to Chakotay huh. after Voyager got home. Now I will say there would be special guest appearances huh. by Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine. Okay. Because even though I'm not a big shipper, I say that it's going to play out and they're going to wind up in a relationship when we actually get context to that relationship, yes. uh-huh. which we didn't, didn't get in right. the Voyager finale. Yep, absolutely. So that's what I'm going to say. So we're about to get off the exit to the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your ideas for a series? Which ones would you like to see as far as... You could be a mini-series. It could be a full-length series. What characters would you like to see it centered around? Let us know on Discord. Yeah. Um... Before the end of June, we are going to do the first uh, supporters roundtable, okay. which will be a great discussion. Um, maybe we'll try to have some fun like they do on Tricorder because Krikorian actually plays games. That Krikorian, what a character! I know, that guy. I know, Mr. Trek profiles. Yeah, I know. Or should we just call him Larry since that's what yeah, you, you know. yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, thank you all for your support. It means the world to us. Um, we're going to do some other special things first, like the pilot for Table Trek. Table Trek. Um, yeah, that's going to be some fun. Um, and maybe some other things along the way. We're, I'm working on fleshing out the first live episode of Trek Geeks. That was which quite an announcement. Streamed to, directly to YouTube Live and Facebook and, and all the places, which would be very fun. There would be a, a, a call-in component on phone, hopefully. There would be a you know a live comment and suggestion. 
possibly a guest. You never know. Oh. Uh, so that's kind of what, what I'm, I'm working on for that. Dan just gets to go along for the ride on some of these wild ideas. You're I like a big tree. You keep branching out, and that's a good thing. Well, that's what happens, you know. Go get my axe. Whoa! Hey! All right, everybody. Have a great day. Good Wherever to see you everyone. Good. Live long and prosper. You know what I mean. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Later. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They are writing one song for each episode of the original series. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producer, Bill Smith. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and discoveringtrek.com.